And when gyms got shut down uh, around March-ish, I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? Just like you like to stay fit, I like to work out, and I like to work on my, my physical health and mental health as well. I live downtown Kingston on the waterfront on the Strand, as you know, it's a beautiful area. And I was out running, I was walking. I'm like, you know what, it's a lot of nice parks down here, Cornell Park, uh, Rotary Park, um, you know, um, Hasbrook Park, and I'm just looking, there's a lot of terrain, there's sidewalks, there's benches, there's steps, there's hills, there's the beach. I'm like, man, this would be pretty cool if I can get, you know, some type of training uh, group or a boot camp or some type of fitness, you know, started up during this pandemic to keep people active. So it was just my own experimenting and exercising down here on the streets and everything. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's create something. Let's give people an outlet and an opportunity to stay healthy and well, you know, and fight the pandemic, you know, and just work on, you know, our physical health and, you know, form a sense of bond in the community. So if the pandemic came, gyms closed, what can I do to help the community and, and myself naturally and just everybody kind of stay active and just, you know, physically and mentally well. HVA was born. We've created a team. I can't play sports anymore, right? But but it, it's a team, and we hold each other accountable, and, and we'll hang out on the weekend. You know, it's been tough with the restrictions, but we just had the sense of family and community, and being a lifelong athlete from Kingston to Brockport and coaching. You know, this is like this is my coaching fix. I'm coaching, I'm leading, and I, I'm teaching, and. Um, you know, people were disappointed. I didn't run December camp just for a couple of different conflicts. I couldn't. But we were out there 30, 40, 20 degrees and, and we we're getting better. And my plan is to grow this um, next spring and summer. Yeah, and because you don't want that, you don't want that 605 phone call. Hey, where were you, bro? Hey, we missed you today. We were out here working. Come on, we need you here. And they're like, oh, crap, you know, my, my alarm didn't go off. Well, you better set five. We need you here, kids. So, the whole experience, you know, with HBA and, and just going through life during this pandemic, you know, it's humbling, you know. I'm not the best, I'm not the greatest, but I'm learning every day and I just want to bring people together and and you just have a growth mindset together and, and, and just be there for somebody, you know, whether it's a you know, fitness class just to check and hey, how are you doing? You know, I'm going to do that for you and I'm going to be the best version of myself, you know, for everybody, you know, in my life. And, um, Ryan Nakarado, founder of Hutton Valley Ambition, and you are listening to the Iron Red Podcast. Hi, yeah, folks, and we're back from the Sanctuary of Strength out here in Michigan. This is your Iron Dread Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Whitaker. This week, we have episode number 50, milestone episode here for the podcast, hitting 50 episodes. Thank you to all of you who have supported the show uh, on this road to 50 episodes. Uh, This week, we have special guest, Mr. Ryan Nakarado on the show. Uh, Ryan is an athletic director at... Kitsaki Athens High School in Kitsaki Athens, New York. Uh, Ryan also is the founder of his own uh, fitness training program, Hudson Valley Ambition, right there in the Hudson Valley of New York. He'll talk all about uh, both of those things and tell us about his uh, 
his history in coaching and teaching and how he became an athletic director and how he started Hudson Valley Ambition and what he is doing uh, with all those people there that are training with him in the Hudson Valley of New York. But before that, I just want to remind everybody to give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, you can find the Iron Dread Podcast on any major podcast platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, many more. And don't forget our host platform, Anchor, as well. Also, if you want to keep up with the show, follow us on social media. At Iron Dread Pod on social media is where you can keep up with the show each and every week when it comes out. Uh, give us a shout out on social media and tag at Iron Dread Pod if you're enjoying the show. Well, folks, uh, without much uh, further ado, we want to get to our special guest this week of Hudson Valley Ambition, Mr. Ryan Nakarado. Here he is on your Iron Dread Podcast, episode 50. And here we are, we're back live to record on the Iron Dread Podcast. I'm sitting here with our special guest this week, Mr. Ryan Nakarado. He is the Athletic Director and Assistant Principal of Kitsaki Athens School District uh, in Kitsaki Athens area in New York. Uh, and he's also the owner and founder of Hudson Valley Ambition, which is a group exercise uh, boot camp uh, program that he puts out in the Kingston area. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. I'm looking forward to a good episode here. Yeah, it's gonna gonna be fun. I, I've been talking uh, our our mutual friend Ben Hall. Um, you know who may be you know he he I use that term friend loosely. He might actually be my arch nemesis in the professional wrestling world. <laughs> um, you know he'll be on the show next week. Um, but, um, when I was, I was talking with him a while back, getting his episode set up and said, you know, Hey, I want to have Ryan on. He's got all this uh, great stuff going on with Hudson Valley ambition and, and doing things out at, out at the school. So have him on and, uh, you know, see what, uh, see what he's got going there. Um, so the first thing that we always kind of start with is, you know, what, what kind of got you here? You know, how, how did you get to where you are at Kentucky Athens and Hudson Valley ambition and doing all these things you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I got to tell you, Chris, and you know this well, you know, just growing up in Kingston and going to Kingston High School and playing football there and having our PE teachers and coaches, you know, that really made a positive impact and a difference for me and kind of sprung me in the direction of, okay, I want to be a PE teacher and a coach. I mean, that's what I looked up to. That's what I knew. You know, that's what I was good at. That's what I was comfortable with. I just naturally bonded to those type of uh, people and role models. So from there, I graduated, you know, Kingston. I played football, basketball, baseball, and track. Loved every second of it. Then I went to HVCC in uh, Troy, New York, Community College. And I, I played a year of football there and got my associates in PE. And then it was either Brockport or Cortland. And those are some arch nemesis rivals right there. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but I'm glad I made the decision to be a Golden Eagle. So off to Brockport. I wasn't really prepared for the, the cold and the snow transferring in January. Nobody told me that. Um, so, but nonetheless, it worked out. So, you know, played two years of football up there. got my degree, loved every second of just being around PE, learning about education, being a part of the football team, learning about the world of athletics and how it works and functions. And, um, you know, just meeting and, and staying in contact to this day with so many great professionals. Well, it was absolutely incredible. Did my student teaching up at Greece Athena High School, you know, for, for one of my placements and just really kind of confirmed my passion for education and coaching. 
And then from uh, Brockport, I actually did go to the uh, arch nemesis Cortland, proudly wearing my Brockport attire, may I add. So my Brockport came to town, football to play Cortland at Cortland. All my friends wanted to kill me because I was going crazy hooting and hollering for the green and gold, baby. But um, <laughs> I got my master's there in sports management. So that was an awesome experience. I lived with a house with six guys from Long Island. So nonetheless, that was a fun year in my life. Um, but got my degree and, and, and got out of there and, um, you know, hopped in a student, uh, a substitute teaching at Kingston, you know, came back home with my degree and, you know, my brief experience and trying to get a full-time job. And I subbed for a year or so, then was fortunate enough to get hired down to Monticello in Sullivan County, New York. So I spent a year there teaching and coaching. And then I was very lucky to come back to Kingston right away. And that's where I landed at the high school. I taught in the pool with Kate Burns, and then I coached, you know, th three sports as well there. And during that process, I was working on my administrative degree because I knew down the line I wanted to be an AD. I had no intentions of being an AD right now. I wanted to learn about the ins and outs of the athletic world, school districts, how they function from a legal standpoint, behind closed doors, just have that knowledge as a young educator. But um, when I got my degree, I did it online through Canisius College in Buffalo. And uh, wow, there's some AD spots opening up. I'm young and dumb. Let me just throw my name in a hat and see, see what happens. Got a couple interviews at different schools. And, and then uh, I'll just reference Katsaki Athens as CA. So CA calls and I go in for an interview. Then a second interview. I'm like, crap, you know, maybe I got a chance to do this here. Do I want to do this? Am I ready to give up teaching and coaching? And um, definitely a tough decision, but it was my life. It was probably my lifelong goal after teaching and coaching. I wanted to be an AD. And I was fortunate enough to given, you know, be given the opportunity. It came earlier than I expected, but that's the beauty of life. Sometimes you just got to kind of jump in, ride the wave. And when you get an opportunity, just make the most out of it. Um, and then that's where I am today. I love every second of it. And then um, Hudson Valley Ambition came probably uh, six or seven months ago. That came into the picture, if, if you want to hear about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh you know, we'll we'll come. We'll kind of spin back to talking about kind of your your coaching experience and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, okay. but but tell us uh, tell us a little bit of how Hudson Valley Ambition um, came to be. You know, you could give us kind of you know how how it kind of started, and we can yeah. dive into it as we as we go throughout. Yeah, I just give you a real quick brief overview. Um, if the coronavirus pandemic did not happen, HVA, uh, reference that as Hudson Valley Ambition, would not exist. It only exists because of the, of the pandemic. And when gyms got shut down uh, around March-ish, I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? Just like you like to stay fit, I like to work out. You know, I like to work on my, my physical health, my mental health as well. I live downtown Kingston on the waterfront on the Strand, as you know. It's a beautiful area. And I was out running. I was walking. I'm like, you know what? It's a lot of nice parks down here, Cornell Park, uh, Rotary Park, um, you know, um, Hasbro Park. And I'm just looking. There's a lot of terrain. There's sidewalks. There's benches. There's steps. There's hills. There's the beach. I'm like, man, this would be pretty cool if I can get, you know, some type of training uh, group or a boot camp or some type of fitness, you know, started up during this pandemic to keep people active. So it was just my own experimenting and exercising down here on the streets and everything. I'm like, you know what? let's do it. Let's create something. Let's give people an outlet and an opportunity to stay healthy and well, you know, and fight the pandemic, you know, and just work on, you know, our physical health and, you know, form a sense of bond in the community. So, um, and that's, you know, the short version of how it started. The pandemic came, gyms closed. 
what can I do to help the community and, and myself naturally and just everybody kind of stay active and just, you know, physically and mentally well. So and HVA was born, but we can talk more about that, you know, later. Yeah, for sure. We're going to dive more in kind of how you're training. And, and this could be a good episode. Like, I, I always like, you know, having people on, you know, that are like-minded to me as far as training and, and doing stuff like that. And it's always fun. I think a lot of people come to this show to hear about different ways to train and, and all kinds of stuff that we're doing. But uh, let's, um, let's, take it, let's take it back to, you know, kind of, you know, in the education side of things and athletic side of things. And when you were, you said you, you coached some sports, what, what sports were you involved in coaching wise? Yeah. So I started my first real, um, you know, coaching job was modified basketball at Kingston. And I love every second of it. I still keep in contact with those boys to this day. I had them when they were seventh and eighth graders. Now they finally graduated. They're either first year in college or they just graduated. And it was it was really cool to see them grow and play basketball and football and kind of know them as little kids. Now they're young men. And so I got a soft spot for them. I tell you right now, we were um, 12 wins, one loss that year. I still remember I got the ball signed. It's in my office. That's how I got my coaching career started. I love those uh, kids. Um, I also got a chance to, to coach varsity softball. I started my career at Marlboro, which is uh, down by Newburgh. And I got my coaching experience in softball from uh, Greece Athena when I was student teaching. Uh, I was JV girls softball. I'm like, crap, I couldn't get football or basketball or nothing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make the most out of it. Uh, my cousin, Jess Sass, played softball. I, I grew up around that. I play men's softball. Let, let's do it. And I had a great experience up there. But um, so I really fell in, in love with the game of softball. So um, so, you know, obviously I, I play it and then have an experience and, and Greece up in Rochester and now getting an opportunity to come back to the Hudson Valley. I was also using it to help try to get a job as well. Right. Just put, you know, some applications at the different districts, make myself marketable, prove myself. Yep. So I went to Marble my first year. We had a pretty uh, talented team, uh, you know, uh, definitely had a lot of skill and ability. Uh, they had a couple, you know, sectional titles under their belt regional appearances under their belt i'm like wow this is this is legit and for a young kid coming out of college i better bring my a game or else i'm not going to make it so i think i did long story short we finished at 22 wins three losses won the first state championship in school history up in glens falls um we beat windsor which is section four out of the binghamton area mm -hmm. um course two to one, I believe, just so many great memories from that magical season. So to get a state championship under my belt, my first year at the varsity level was just a dream come true. And it was such a great experience. And I had a great assistant coach. The kids were great, had a great support system. And we kind of just gelled and got it all together. I stayed there for two more years um, coaching as well. And um, so I coached basketball for a couple of years at Kingston, the modified level. Uh, softball at the varsity level and then football i was the jv football coach head coach at kingston for three seasons um you know under quentin johnson so that was a great experience um, as you know q you guys are good friends we're all brockport grads thankfully and you know q and i have a good relationship as well and uh, it was just a, a really great experience and it was a great time you know just being homegrown kids from kingston and you know, being able to get involved in our community and, and, you know, just give back to the kids and, you know, just people that know the area and know the families, just know the battles and know our strengths as well. 
and to line up against Newburgh, you know, once a year is always exciting that you uh, mark on your calendar as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my coaching experience, mainly football, basketball, softball at all different levels, the modified up to JV and varsity. So I credit that to my success now as well. It's just dealing with different levels, head coaching, assistant coaching, um, you know, and just figuring out how to work with parents, talk to parents, coaching males, females, how to motivate them, how they're different, you know, just, just things like that, little tricks of the trade. You just got to kind of jump in and do and just get your feet wet. I made mistakes, but that's how you get better. You know, you learn from your failures. You can stay knocked down you can pick yourself up and learn and make adjustments much like football when the game planning, something doesn't work. You go back to the drawing board and you revamp it and figure out how to, you know, get better so you can be successful. So I'm very uh, thankful and blessed to my coaching experiences so far and hope to get back into it you know, sometime. Yeah. It's um it, it you know you said it when it when it comes to coaching like you got to you got to get in you got to do it like you know you, the the times where we learn the most are, are not when we're sitting in the classroom learning the the methods of you know how to uh you know teach individuals you know sports specific movement or training or exercise physiology or whatever we 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 make the most headway in our ability to connect and build a relationship with the people that we're trying to get to learn uh from mm -hmm. us um you know, and it's, it's what it is. You gotta, you gotta do it. And, you know, when you're young like that, you gotta, you gotta go around and get some experiences, you know, you know, you know, my story a little bit. And I, I, I walked a lot of the same paths, you know, subbing and, and doing, doing those things and coaching in different places like you did. And it's mm -hmm. what we had to do. We got to hustle, got to hustle to uh, get to where you want to be. That's it. All right. So the, the, the next thing what we'll do is we're going to, we'll throw in uh, our speed set questions here a little bit. And uh, these will kind of get us talking on some of the other stuff that we, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we talk about on this episode. Um, again, they're they're always kind of just thought-provoking questions. They get get a conversation going. Uh, I try to make them go fast, but they never do. Okay. All right. All right. So the, the first one is being a Michigan-based podcast. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, have had to learn the ways of of Michigan and and what's important out here in the athletics world and. When you're out here in the Michigan area, uh, you have a choice of, of two colors. Go blue or go green. Where where do you, Mr. Nakarado, fall on that? Are you a go blue or go green guy? We are a go blue guy. We are a go blue. Let's go Michigan. And uh, part of that is my bias towards uh, the big blue New York Giants as well. So I figure let's keep a blue. Um, let's go Giants. Let's go Wolverines. There you go. There you go. The uh, you know, sometime we gotta when the world gets all right again, we gotta you know have you Ben Hall, Matt Hall load up and uh, come on out here and, and go to a, a Michigan game because uh, there's in a normal situation there's probably more people watching a Michigan game even than the uh, the New York Giants and most definitely more than my New York Jets. <laughs> uh, so what's your uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Wow. Uh, I would like to say some type of, of sports movie. There's too many to name. So let's go with a solid pick. Let's go Harry Potter's one through seven part two. Big Harry Potter fan. Uh, my dream one day is to do a Harry Potter marathon, 24 hours straight, one, three, four, five, six, seven, part one, part two. Said I'm a huge, huge sports guy. Blindside, Rudy, remember the Titans, you know, Coach Carter, everything, just too many to name. But if I had, you know, if I was in quarantine for two weeks, I, I my go-to would be the Harry Potter series. Love it. I think it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong. It's a, it's a good story. My wife and I actually 
she had never seen it and i'd only seen some of them read some of the books so that was one of the one of the things that her and i did together over the over the quarantine and uh most recently we just did star wars too with she had never uh fully fully engaged in both both great stories and that's what makes you interested in it right like sure you gotta, you're trying to you, you keep along figure out oh, what could this be what, what can this happen like the the mystery of the stories and and how they tell it are are great all right um you got a favorite tv show off the top of my head espn uh you know if i'm not in school if i'm not reading if i'm not you know out you know teaching my classes or anything it's, it's espn and staying up to date whether it's my fantasy football team you know who's talking trash on twitter you know what's get bayless and stephen a smith up to now you know <laughs> what are the cases with the virus you know what team's got to sit somebody out what game's getting postponed i just love espn the fast pace my boy adam schefter is always keeping us in the loop uh you know it's fast it's left it's right it's high it's low the sports world it doesn't sleep you know, so it's it's high pace. There's always updates and things coming out. So I'm a big ESPN guy and all the different kind of mini shows within that platform. Yeah. Hey, can't go wrong. Uh, keeping up to date with all the sports. Adam Schefter, I think he's a Michigan guy. I think he's a Michigan grad. That does sound. It, it's him. I know Rich Eisen is. I don't I, I think Adam Schefter is, too. I, I, I'm, you know, somebody will fact check us on that. I'll get a I'll get a, a message at the, uh, you know, at the at. Iron Dread Pod handle, and somebody will tell me if we're, if we're right or wrong there. I'm sure. Okay. Um, and I know Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg is a, a Big Ten guy, but he's Northwestern. Uh-huh. Um, Adam uh, Rich Eisen is Michigan because they actually had him in um, to talk with the team one time. And um, I think Adam, oh, yeah, yeah, Univers- University of Michigan. Um, yeah, he was a, he's a, he's from New York too. Valley stream, New York, Adam Schefter. He's from New York. He went to Michigan and then went to Northwestern a degree in journalism. Okay. All right. Um, so the next one is, you know, and, and we'll talk more about, you know, training and, and working with people and stuff like that, but do you got a, a hobby, number one hobby outside of that? Well, I guess I'm pretty lame and boring. So <laughs> I live in a gym. I love training. I love helping myself and helping others. But if I had to pick a, a hobby outside of that, um, I have gotten back into reading uh, late, lately. And I'm currently reading Rise and Grind by uh, Damon John. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently getting more into the stock market and cryptocurrencies and just trying to further my knowledge of different aspects and realms of the world and kind of see what I can, you know, grow myself. I, you know, I, I like to think I have a growth mindset just to kind of see. So I've been, you know, reading some different books and just get, you know, gaining some knowledge in other areas of, of the world and how it functions. And um, besides that, I was really just hanging with my family and friends. You know, I'm a, I'm a big family guy and, you know, uh, given the state of things today, especially, but tomorrow's not promised. So, you know, anytime you can spend with your family, friends, and loved ones, I, you know, I think that's important. Sometimes we take that for granted or you'll have a fight or you won't see eye to eye, but you just got to suck it up and move on because, you know, if tomorrow's not promised. And what are we doing today? You know, let's make the most of it, treat each other with respect and, um, you know, j- just be on good terms. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have, have you seen our boy Ben Hall in a while? I have. I saw him probably a couple weeks ago and um, I know he's got a new pup. 
So mm-hmm. I stopped at a house once. The pup wasn't too fond of me. So I uh, uh, was in there for about probably 7.2 seconds and turned the left band. I'll see you later. The pup wasn't happy. <laughs> we'll, we'll try it again. <laughs> every every time a, a, a mutual friend of Ben Hall comes on the show, his name always comes up multiple times, which, of course, he loves. He does. And I got to tell you something else he loves. Uh, there's probably a 99.9% chance if you see Ben Hall at the gym, it's a wrestling cutoff with some type of character or quote on it, hands down. So you, so if you were a betting man, you would definitely take that bet. I bet that Ben Hall is going to be wearing uh, some sort of wrestling themed paraphernalia yeah. for sure. Yes. All right. So we're moving on, right? We're, we're, at question number five here on our, our speed sets uh, question list here with Mr. Ryan Nakarado. Ryan, this one is my favorite question on this entire list uh, because it is often a heated debate, especially for yours truly and my students at Dexter High School, and it centers around a food item that is very important to us as native New Yorkers. But in New York, we hold our pizza, and our chicken wings in very high regard. Mm-hmm. If you are ordering wings, how are you ordering them? What are you dipping them in? Well, you may call me basic, but to, to me, wings come one way, and it's hot. Uh, there's no mild, there's no medium. If you're going to eat wings, it, it's got to be hot. I'm um, not a baby. I like my wings hot, okay? Two, um, because of that, I, I think I may be the outcast here. No ranch, no blue cheese, no sauce. Just give it to me hot, give it to me straight. That's why I enjoy my wings. No uh, disrespect to those blue cheese lovers or anything. But if I want a hot wing, I am not going to mask the taste uh, in, in the sauce. I, I want it hot and I want it straight. That's just my personal preference. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's uh, you know a heated thing because you know some people, some people, you know they. It usually centers around, all right, how are you ordering the wing? Because some people call these, you know, chicken nugget things. I'm not going to even bring up the name that they call them, uh, but they, they refer to them as, as wings. Um, but they're, in fact, you know, just buffalo-style chicken nuggets, you know, perhaps. Um, so that's usually, usually a big one. So a, a traditionalist, in the sense of the word, when it comes to wings, hot wings, buffalo-style chicken wings uh when you were out there in brockport did you ever head out over there to uh down to buffalo and get some from the motherland you know what that's one of my regrets uh along with not going to a buffalo bills game to see the bills mafia you know in action and you know i want to do what the you know I, i've always wanted to try to uh, jump through one of those tables there at a tailgate party in buffalo i think i've been working on my whole life for that but i never um had that opportunity but to go back to your question no i've never had any wings from the motherland but I wish I had. So perhaps one day in the future when I make a Brockport visit, I'll just go an hour a little bit further. Yeah, it's uh, you, you got to head down there and um, and head up the uh, the anchor bar. Like you got the anchor, bo- anchor bar or Duff's. It's like a, you yeah. know, a, a turf war, you know. Uh, I'm an anchor bar guy only because I haven't been to Duff's. Uh, some of uh, our, my Brockport classmates would uh, say otherwise and, and disagree strongly. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about training here, and this is going to kind of spin us off, and we're, we're talking more about uh, your personal, you know, uh, training styles and 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 what do you you personally do, not necessarily what you're doing with your 
you know your clients um but you know how are how are you training do you have a favorite exercise that you train what are your primary goals things like uh things of that nature yeah man that is such an open-ended question for me right now because i've fought myself back and forth you know from the whole west side barbell style training at uh brockport and louis simmons and all that and all that research i mean 1000% I believe in that model. If you want to get strong, then I think that's definitely one of the ways up the, the, the top way to go. So training that type of style at Brockport mm-hmm. and taking that back home, I was never really consistent with it because if I wasn't that Eddie yelling at me, or if I wasn't drawn up on the board, not that I was mentally weak, but I would kind of just, okay, I'll go do some cables or something like that. But to answer your question, I've um, kind of bounced back and forth the last couple of years of more of a bodybuilding, high volume, you know, chest and tries, back and buys, legs, shoulders routine. But just yesterday, I made the decision to cut the crap and let's get strong. So I stepped on the platform, took my shoes off. I dug my heels into the deadlift platform. I strapped some bands over each side of the bar for some resistance um, for some extra weight at the top. And I said, let's get grown and let's get better. So... I'm headed back in the resistance, heavy resistance training, possible West Side barbell, chains, bands, boards. You know, I'm 29 years old. I'm not getting me younger, so let's get strong. I don't think I've entered my prime yet, but let's save the bodybuilding crap. No offense to those guys. That's great and all, but I, I will use those type of exercises and maybe accessory movements to complement my training. But I really want to get back to the compound movements. I want to push myself. You know, I, I just want to get strong. and. Um, kind of get back to what we're doing our Brockports. I saw great results and I really want to push push myself now. But then I do enjoy the high volume work. I love chest day. Uh, I'm a big dumbbell guy. Barbell's great, uh, but I'm a big dumbbell guy just because of the variations you can do with your grip and the range of motion and the angle. I find it an effective tool to really hit, you know, all, all different sides of your chest. But um, so to answer your question, I, I'm really gearing towards just trying to build some strength, some explosiveness, some power, get in the squat rack, you know, just, you know, just get it done. So that's really what I'm trying to focus on now. And, you know, hopefully the gym stay open so I can make progress towards that. Cause my apartment home workouts definitely aren't the same intensity as, you know, a gym for sure. So. Oh no, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to get it, get the, uh, get the goals that you're trying to achieve without having those tools, right? There's a reason why we use the tools in a gym to get strong, right? Because yep. Guys before us have experimented with all this stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, we figured out that that's kind of the best uh, best methods there to use there with those sorts of tools. But you know, you bring up the the conjugate method and and West Side Barbell and all those, and and that's how we train. You know, with our athletes in the Iron Dread program, that's how I train. You know, I've done a couple powerlifting meets. Um, you know, training in that method. I've learned, uh, learned a lot with it. So if I could be any help to you as a resource to share things that I've learned, I'll, you know, gladly, gladly do that uh, with you and help you. You know, you had some experience training into yourself under Ed, who is, you know, much better than yours truly. I learn from him quite often. Try to get him on the show here eventually too, so I could pick his brain more and talk more conjugate. Um, Nate Harvey's book is the best place to start though, Conjugate You, if you haven't read that yet. I will have to check that out. Um, so, all right. So you're getting back in to getting strong. Um, any, any, uh, aspirations of getting on the platform in a, a competitive meet? 
Yeah, and I go back and forth. I, I feel like I'm right in the middle of a bodybuilding physique slash power lifter pot with potential. I feel like I'm right in the middle and I need, to, I need to make a decision. But I would love to get in a platform and, you know, I'm not looking to set a new record, but just do it for myself and test myself and use that as my starting point, get that data, and then work my butt off for the next three, six, nine, 12 months to see if I can beat that. You know, uh, you know what am I saying is you versus you. You know, will you win? And that decision is yours. So, yeah, but you know what, uh, Chris, I would love to, you know, compete, you know, just against myself and, and, and just see what I could do. Absolutely. I mean, it's not. And, that, and that's kind of the reason why I got into it. One, I, I started working with you know, powerlifting and getting our kids involved in it. And I'm big on I'm not going to ask the kid to do something that I'm not willing to do. So a lot of the stuff that we bring to our strength program. I'm training and doing it. I built a, a home gym here in the Sanctorium of Strength. And, uh, you know, we, we experiment with all kinds of stuff. Um, and stepping on the platform, just like you said, it, it's really not about you going to the meet and, all right, I'm trying to beat that guy over there or that guy over there. For at least for at least in my mentality, and it sounds like your mentality is the same, like, hey, let's step on the platform and let's go through, execute, you know, do what we need to do to get successful lifts. Where we're at, build from there, um, and it's uh, it's great. The, I, I competed in the USAPL, uh, which is the um, USA Gateway to the IPF, the International Powerlifting Federation, and Worlds, and and all that. Um, you know, my numbers are obviously nowhere near, <laughs> you know, where where we'd be. But I I would I would push towards the USAPL. We had a, a couple months back. We had um, Gina Hensley, who is the USAPL uh, state chair, co-chair on the show. And she's also a competitive lifter and she won best lifter at the Arnold last year. So nationals. Okay. Um, to talk a lot about powerlifting with her. And there's another uh, past episode with, with um, Dane Roach, who is actually her coach and does all the programming uh, and stuff like that. And he's also a co-chair. So I like, I like the USAPL because that's kind of what I have access to. Um, I don't know as much um, of what federations are competing there in the Hudson Valley area. I think USPA is a is a big one. U.S. Powerlifting Association. Yeah, um, I was doing research a couple years ago when I was thinking about dabbling, and it, it, that sounds familiar. You know, perhaps there was two or three, you know, separate organizations that were putting on some type of meets with slightly different, I, I guess, rules of procedure or equipment and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, because I mean, with powerlifting, there's so many different federations, and you can mm -hmm. jump, you can get yourself into, uh, you know, USAPL is all drug tested, raw, for the most part. They have different divisions. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's you know, it's it's what we can relate to as as lifters and athletes. You know, sure. we didn't we didn't go and put on a, a you know a canvas squat suit and squat when we were playing football. <laughs> you know, um, you know, so we can relate to it a little bit more. Uh, that's why I tend to go. Uh, but the equipped federations and stuff like that. You know, some federations compete out of a monolift. Some you know mm -hmm. walk out. So it's uh it's something that I, I think I think. You know, knowing you as a guy that's always, you know, looking to, to get a new experience and learn something from it, I highly, I highly recommend it. And like I said, if I can uh, be of any help to you uh, with that, I'll, I'll gladly, gladly help you. Um, so when you, uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but you've played many sports throughout, uh, throughout life. What one would you say is your favorite? 
Geez, that is tough. I, you know, I, I did karate when I was a kid, played soccer when I was a kid, and of course, football, basketball, baseball, and now men's softball. Um, since uh, if I had to pick one, and I think it'd be solely for this reason, just of the life lessons that it taught, I, I would have to say football. Um, just because of the life lessons and the brotherhood that's formed, nothing against the rest of the sports, but there's just something different about going to battle Friday night, Saturday afternoon, prepping for an entire week, sticking to a meal plan, holding yourself and your teammates accountable for every single workout in the off season, lining up a guy cross from you, man versus man, kick his ass and help him up and hey, let's go at it again. You know, and just the emotional attachment and, and everything that goes into it. I, me, me personally, I have my I'm I'm looking at my Kingston football practice jersey on my wall right now. So, so I mean, so what does that tell you? You know, it, it, football. I mean, it's done a lot for me. So, I, I I'd have to say uh, football. There's there's very few times when you know I talk with a former football player uh, that when I ask that question, football is the it's almost always the answer. You never have that time where somebody plays football and, or at least in my experience, you never have somebody that looks at you and goes, you know, man, I wish I never played football. <laughs> it can be beaten, battered. You know, I got two screws in my left knee. You know, we got, you know, guys, you know, getting hurt and, you know, changing their life forever, but they still go. I, I still have no regrets. <laughs> I got to tell you, I got out of football, knock on wood, pretty much unscathed in terms of injuries. A couple rolled ankles, maybe a couple jammed fingers. I got a torn labrum, which is still torn to this day. I opted not for surgery, and it's whatever. It's strong, compact, it's tight, it's okay. And a concussion at Brockport one time, and that is very, very minor to some of you know one of my a lot of my friends' experience, I should say. And I wouldn't trade any of that. I wouldn't go back, you know makes you stronger. It just puts things into perspective and just the rehab, your approach. I mean, everything. I mean, I wouldn't trade my shortcomings, my injuries, my failures for anything, you know, like we kind of discussed, you know, that's how we learn and we get better. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So we're, we're getting uh, close to the end here. A couple more on this. Uh, and then we're going to talk some more about uh, Hudson Valley ambition. Um, now we talked, uh, we talked about wings, right? But uh, do you have a, a favorite food dish? Uh, in general, pasta. Um, I, I'm an Italian guy, so any type of pasta, uh, penne alla vodka, linguine, spaghetti, and meatballs, uh, angel hair, uh, Alfredo sauce, uh, a meat sauce. I mean, any type of pasta and any type of chicken, veal, and uh, meatball. You know, I'm a big, big uh, pasta guy. So, oh, yeah. was, it, was your house like mine growing up, where you know your mom had to make the, the big, big thing of sauce? Yeah, I mean, she basically cooked for the whole neighborhood, but it was just my household. She'd come in with a, you know, three-foot round pan, you know, three feet wide, three, you know, three feet deep, and just serve the four of us. I, I tell you what, I'm, you know, I'm blessed. We we never were hungry. There was always enough for, the, you know, the night of dinner and the next day or two. You know, there, there 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 was always enough. She wanted to make sure that me, and my brother, and my father never went hungry, and and you know, we didn't. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, those. Those Italian moms, they take care of you. My, my mom's maiden name is Orgemma, so we know what it's all about. 
All right. So uh, one of the big things, the Iron Trip program and, and yours truly, we're, we're really big on music. I really enjoy music. You know, it, it, it helps motivate me. You know, I, I, I find all kinds of different things in music and I bring that to our kids in our strength program. Uh, do you have a you know favorite music genre that you like to get after and train to? Uh, get after and then train to hands down hip hop. Uh, and, and not necessarily this, uh, you know, I'm more of an old school hip hop, you know, let's say that Biggie, Tupac, nineties, you know, ice cube. I mean, I, I just feel the beats, the originality and nothing against today's hip hop, but I'm just more of, you know, verses and rhymes and just kind of some hype music, you know, and then you can throw in some rock and roll, some welcome to the jungle in there, or, you know, some eye of the tiger, of course, something that just gets the blood blowing, uh, you know, boiling and just gets the blood flowing. So I would definitely say that. However, I might add, I was totally against country, but our boy Ben Hall drags me to Joe's East West. And um, so now country is growing on me for the last couple of years. And now I got that on my HVA playlist with some country because I try to appeal to everybody. I will not listen to it to the gym if I'm trying to set a PR. However, if I'm riding, you know, riding around, I, I will put some country on. But if I'm in the gym, if I'm trying to get my mind right and take the mental approach, you know, I want to walk into the jungle or some 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 Biggie Smalls blaring in my ear, something I can kind of bow my head and just get my mind right to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I know well. Um, you know, there's a couple of different things we could talk about there. First, let's talk about hip hop. All right. Anything made after 2010? <laughs> no. Nope. Sorry. All right. When, once they started saying that hip hop didn't have to rhyme or you didn't <laughs> have to be able to understand what the guy was saying, well, done. Yeah. You know, I blame, I blame the yin yang twins for the mumble rap, right? They started it all, even though I love them. Uh, they started it all with the mumble rap stuff. And this is, I, I hear it all the time. Uh, on on a, in the Iron Drip program, we have Wu Tang Wednesdays, and that's our day to listen to old school <laughs> hip hop. Um, and uh, uh, every every guy that I talk to on this show, and I ask this question to it, that's an ex Kingston Tiger. Two songs always come up, and you said them. <laughs> I am a Tiger, and welcome to the jungle, man. Funny how that works. It's uh, it's how we uh, how we get after it, and, and CT Chatham. Uh, when he was on a few weeks ago, you know, he talked about that they, uh, you know, they love to listen to Eye of the Tiger. Uh, and we, you know, I told him the story about how when we were playing and we went down there, you know, Quentin and I, you know, being real upset when we're at Newburgh Stadium and they're playing Eye of the Tiger. They're playing our song. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, fun fact, uh, not to go off on a, you know, tangent, but every boot camp I start with, the same song. It's I the Tiger. When I, when all my campers start walking up, I the Tiger will be the first thing they hear to set the tone. There you go. Hey, you can't go wrong. Hey, oh. it, it's it, it's in our blood. It's been ingrained into us. As you know, we wore the maroon and gold. It's it, it's in, ingrained in us for sure. And and everyone else, I think it, they can get fired up to it. But for us, it's uh, you know that Tiger pride is going to always be there, regardless where we uh, where we go and what we do. There's a reason why HVA's colors are maroon and white. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I think that's the fourth time we've mentioned Ben Hall's name. So he is going to absolutely love this. Uh, that his, na his name has come up more on this episode than with his brother last week. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have, a, we have a thing here on the show. Uh, whenever we have a guest on, 
they get to add a song to our Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist. Right? And I have a playlist on Spotify. Right? You can find that playlist on Spotify. Just search Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week or check in the show notes. Uh, each week we have a guest on. They get to pick a song to add to that list. So, Mr. Ryan Nakarado, what will be your addition to the Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist? Okay, you know what? I'm pulling up my HVA playlist right now to see if I had to pick one. What would I recommend? And Eye of the Tiger and Welcome to the Jungle are, are already there. Good, good, good. I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to go on a whim here. I got three songs that I would like to nominate, and then we can kind of knock them down to one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have Back in Black, ACDC. Back in Black. Maybe Thunderstruck, ACDC. And then the third one is I'm shipping up the boss and Dropkick Murphys. All three of these songs are a staple in, in my playlist. So if I had to pick, uh, uh, are any of these three currently in yours? Uh, I, I don't think so. I'll, I'll check it and make sure. But I don't think that any of those, oddly enough, I don't think any of those songs are on the Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist, if I can ever find it. There it is. Right there. Weight Room Song of the Week. Um, so if I had to pick one, I'm, I'm just trying to think of maybe something that your kids may be able to relate to or maybe just like a nice beat. Um, let's go with Thunderstruck. That'll be on my nomination. All right, Thunderstruck, ACDC. Have you uh, have you checked out that new album they just put out? No, and actually, I have not. It's not bad. I, I listened to it one time. You know, when we were training the Sanctorium Strength that day. We uh, we put that on and and had uh, and had the ACDC day with the new album. It's not bad. It's everything you love about ACDC and some new songs. Sure. <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty good. So you heard it there, folks. Uh, Thunderstruck, ACDC, Mr. Ryan Nakarado's choice for. This week's uh, Weight Room Song of the Week song. Remember, you can find that song on uh, that playlist on Spotify. Uh, I'll play a short clip of that song at the end of the show. You can hear it in its entirety on Spotify. We're going to pause here for a brief word from our sponsors. You're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Matt Hall, CPA from Kingston, New York. You're listening to Iron Dread Podcast with Chris Whitaker. All right, so that kind of concludes our our speed set questions here. Um, so now let's uh, let's talk about Hudson Valley ambition, right? You said that you know the the quarantine period and the the pandemic and all that kind of spurred the idea to get it started and getting people active. Um, you know, kind of for our listeners that might not uh, be familiar with you and with Hudson Valley ambition, uh, explain kind of what are you, what are you doing with your clients? Uh, you know, you brought up. Being training outside, but what are you what are you doing? How are you getting people active? Yeah, so uh good question. So I kind of gave you an overview of how it started. And um so it originally started as an online program because the pandemic, I really couldn't get too much together. So I put together an online training program with a meal plan and healthy habit creations, things like that. But as restrictions in New York State loosened up and I offered my first boot camp two days a week. It was Tuesday and Thursday mornings, uh, seven o'clock, I believe. 
Tuesdays we're at Rotary Park slash Kingston Point Beach. Thursdays we're at Cornell Park. So we had different locations. So instead of just driving up and going to one gym every day, our locations and our environment and our elements we would use, you know, would change. I started what I believe was maybe 12, 12 campers, I call them, uh, a mix between males and females, you know, something for everybody. And um, in the first month was a huge success. And, you know, uh, they signed up you know, for what I think is a very small and reasonable fee. You know, I wanted to make it affordable for everybody. Uh, it wasn't about the monetary or financial aspect. It was just getting people involved, but also holding themselves accountable. If they do commit, I want you at all eight classes. I do not want you to miss. We need you. We need you here. We want you here. I want 100% attendance. You're investing in your health and your future. And we do a variety of different um, type of training styles from bodyweight exercises to circuit training. We do cardio. We work on the five components of fitness and, and we use different elements. We use benches for step-ups, push-ups and dips. We do agility ladders on the beach, you know, with, you know, being barefoot and, and increasing the difficulty in, in that aspect or in that regard. Uh, we use hills. We use bridges. We would run over the old Kingston Port Union Bridge. We would do push-ups on the bridge. We'd have a little circuit going. I'm carrying my JBL boombox too, and you know, cars are waving. They're beeping at us, and we're blasting music. We're having fun, and we're getting better. And so that was July, and I'm like, you know what? And I sent out a survey uh, to all the campers. Give me your feedback. What's like? What what did you not like? What days are better for you? You know, what times are better for you? You know, if you have any suggestions, you know, throw them my way. All the campers got a shirt. It said, you know, Hudson Valley Ambition on the front. On the back, it said, make progress, not excuses. And everybody got a wristband. And also on the back of the shirt, it said, loading summer bod. Because it was July, just to kind of give everybody a nice little motivation and, and a nice laugh. And people send me, uh, you know, snaps and pictures and Instagram stories and them rocking their HVA gear. So every month, a camper gets something. Um, but not to jump too far ahead. But um, so I'm like, wow, this is really great. Let's increase from two days a week to three days a week for August camp. We did Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And then September camp, I offered a PM session. So we grew to a morning session, a PM session. So July had maybe 12 campers. August was maybe 25, 30 campers. I think my highest was September, like 40 campers. I just grew and grew and grew. I, I hired two coaches to work it as well. Because when school was back in, I couldn't necessarily do, you know, all the sessions. So it kind of grew from there and, and everything grew. Um, like I said, we have agility ladders. We use resistance bands. We use medicine balls. Um, I have a battle rope. Uh, you know, I, I got dice. I have so many different material to make it fun. We do team building activities and icebreakers to make everybody feel comfortable. I would say almost 90% of my campers come back for a second month, probably 80, 90% for a third or fourth month. I ran five boot camps. In November, we were 5.15 a.m., 5.15 to 6, pitch dark, but downtown under the under the new Kingston Port Union Bridge, it's all lit up by the Rip Van Winkle boat. You can find us down there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday mornings for all November, 5.15 to 6, running up the hill past Golden Ginza and down towards Savonas, going down to Old Savannah. We're doing curb jumps and hops. We're doing squats. We're doing relay races. We got a sandbag that we pass off and we squat and we press and we do – we just, it, it's been so fun and so creative. And the fact that we're doing this together, I send out a group, uh, a big group chat. We hold each other accountable. I'll send motivational texts and emails and they'll respond. I, I, I push out a bunch of healthy recipes uh, and nutritional guidance, uh, healthy habit sheets. Everybody sets a goal for the four weeks we're together. Um, so just, I know it's a lot of information there. Uh, the Daily Freeman, I'm looking, the Daily Freeman did a nice article on us. 
titled Getting uh, Physical Amid the Pandemic, which for those of you Michigans, Michiganers, is that something? They, they call uh, they call them the Michiganders out here. Michiganders, the Daily yeah. Freeman is a staple in Kingston, so they did a nice article on us. And so my goal of this, when everything was shut down, how can we stay active? How can the Kingston community get stronger? Um, how can we support each other? And I said, and not just physically, but mentally. And you know what, Chris? We've created a team. Mm-hmm. I can't play sports anymore, right? But but it's a team, and we hold each other accountable, and, and we'll hang out on the weekend. You know, it's been tough with the restrictions, but we just have the sense of family and community and being a lifelong athlete from Kingston to Brockport and coaching. You know, this is like, this is my coaching fix. I'm coaching, I'm leading, and I, I'm teaching. And, um, you know, people were disappointed. I, I didn't run December camp just for a couple of different conflicts. I couldn't, but we were out there 30, 40, 20 degrees and, and we're getting better. And my plan is to grow this um, next spring and summer. So that in a nutshell is uh, what's been going on with, with, with um, HVA. I've been, I've been following, following you on socials and seeing, seeing all the progress and, and looking for different, different people that I know, right? Cause a lot of the people are there. You know, I, I recognize. I, I see. I see my boy Leroy Price, Brandon Price, out there getting after it. Next time you see him, call him Coach Price because he was one of my coaches. Coach uh, Price. He was, he was one of your coaches. Good. Absolutely. And you know what? Coach Price would come almost every class with his Kingston wrestling black sweatpants on, yep. ready to get better. Yep. Yeah. That's that's what drew it to me first, right? I'm looking. I'm watching the video. Uh, you know, you're training everybody. They're doing hill runs or something like that. Yep. And I see Kingston wrestling. I'm like, all right, who, yeah, who's that? I gotta, I gotta know this. And I look, and sure enough, Brandon, Brandon Price, a former teammate of mine at Kingston High School. Man, it's, uh, it, it's cool to see. And any, every time you post a post a picture, I'm looking to see uh, who's working with you. You know, it's always good to, good to, you know, look and you know, see people that you know in your whole life and and working with friends of yours. You know, it's great. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, you know, they're getting after the training. You, you covered a lot of different things that are going on, and um, you know, I think the reason why we do this, and we brought it up a little bit when we were talking about you know your coach and stuff, like you, you make a connection with people. You said it; it's your team now, mm-hmm. your team, and working together, and and that that want to be in a team and be around. It. And guys like us are always like that because we've been in that situation our whole lives. You know. Yeah, and, you said it. You said it. And you get to you get to connect with people and you get to to help, you know, regardless if it's a if it's a high school kid or it's a, you know, a 40 something year old mother of three. Uh, you're you're helping that person better their life, their lives. Better their life. You hit the nail on the head there. And I have people that are 22 years old to people that are 52 years old. And I'm a big it's not how many reps or how much weight you do, but we will often go for time. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds, you have a push-up squad, jumping jack, superset, ready, set, go. It's you versus you. And whether mm-hmm. you can do 30 push-ups or two push-ups, maybe you're doing a modified push-up. Everybody has something to do so nobody feels out of place, you know, and we're all in this together. We're, you know, we're motivating. We're bringing each other up. So it was just really, really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and I wish you the, the best of luck with it uh, moving forward. And if you, I'm sure you'll talk to Coach Price before me, but tell him uh, – that I said hello. Um, you got anybody else I know working for you out there? Um, no, not necessarily working. Mm-hmm. For me. Uh, or working with you, I should say. Sorry. 
Um, uh, Mark Villa, Coach Villa, he's, he's been a friend for a while. His parents and himself have Casa Villa Restaurant. Okay. Nice uh, Mexican place right on Albany Avenue. He, he was my other coach. Okay. Uh, ben Hall, for the fifth time, Ben Hall's encountered a couple camps. So Ben Hall's been out there working and getting better. I'm uh, pulling up some some pictures. Uh, Shane Banks. I know Shane. Yep. You may know Shane. You may know Chris Pena. Yep. Yep. Ryan Contour. Oh, how about Leon? Uh, Leon. Uh, oh, Leon. Uh... Abbott. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He en- encountered some camps. And um, I got to tell you. I also do some one-on-one training, and I'm working with a, cl- a client right now, a camper, and his name is Alonzo. He wanted me to give him a shout-out. I told him I was going on my buddy's podcast today. Uh, yeah. Alonzo Martinez. I knew him since he was a kid. We did karate together, and life pulls us apart, but now HVA brought us together. And he started 275 pounds. Uh, I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe it was around uh, maybe a month prior to HVA starting, maybe around like May or June. He weighed in two weeks ago, 211 pounds. There you go. Nowhere near done. He's got some transformation. He's building so much power. He's leaning out. He's toning his muscles. His cardiovascular endurance is through the roof. His muscular strength and endurance is through the roof. His feet are so quick. He's built speed. I'm, I'm so proud of him. He's doing such a great job. And that's just one of the success stories. But he, we, we had a training session this morning from nine to ten. But before, you know, I, I was lucky enough to come on your podcast here, and we're at Cornell Park, and we were getting better. And people are walking by, and, and they're waving, they're they're asking what's what's going on. And man, you, you guys are working out here, and it's cold, but you guys are still. Are, I'm like, yeah, you can make you know excuses, you can make progress. You know, it's all cold, it's all cold. You know, when it's dark and it's difficult and it's hard. But what are you going to do when you you either want to achieve your goals or you don't? So shout out to my boy, Alonzo Martinez. I'm proud of you, kid. Keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Alonzo. Uh, it's, it, it, you said it. Like, you, you're just giving people a platform to not make excuses and to get after it. And we all go through it, even, even those of us that love it, right? We, you know, we, training is part of our lives. And there's still some times where you're like, man, you know, I, I, you know Dave Tate talks about it all the time. You know, Dave Tate was, you know, for those listeners that might not be familiar, right? Dave Tate was a power lifter at Westside Barbell in Columbus, Ohio. Again, one of the strongest gyms in the world. We talked about it earlier with conjugate stuff. You know, Dave Tate would say, like, he tells stories, like, he knew every exit, right? Every exit from his house to the mm-hmm. Westside Barbell, he knew every exit where he could get off, turn back around, get, get back on the highway and go home. Right? Because at sometimes right, it, it it is it's a hard thing, and having a group, and and that's what kept him, right? He had a group that was counting on him that when he got to Westside, they were going to need him. And that that guy went on to be you know one of the strongest powerlifters you know that, that competed and starting a lead FTS, a, a a company that you know we work with a lot in the Iron Drip program, and you know we all have that. We all have those times when it's. Man, uh, I don't know if I'm going to train today. But when you know that, you know, your team is going to be there waiting on you. Yeah, and because you don't want that you don't want that 605 phone call. Hey, where were you, bro? Hey, we missed you today. We were out here working. Come on, we need you here. And they're like, oh, crap, you know, my, my alarm didn't go off. Well, you better set five because we need you here, kids. So just little things like that because there's plenty of days where I don't feel like training. Yep. Uh, whether it be, you know what, oh, it's dark, it's cold, my bed's nice and warm. but um. My, my alarm, 
it says, and I kid you not, I'll read it right now. The first one goes off around four o'clock. It says, be awake to be great. Mm-hmm. 4.24 a.m. says, chase your dreams. And 4.30 says, get up, exclamation point. So and no, nothing against sleep or rest. And I use this alarm for my HVA, you know, teaching days. And also if I'm not at HVA at five, I, I'm at the Mac at five. Mm-hmm. So I can sleep in bed and I don't want this to sound wrong. There's nothing against sleep. The body needs it. We know that. And just sleep and just have nothing to show for it. Or I can get up. I can make progress towards my goals. I can walk into work with a pep on my step. I can feel energized. I can feel accomplished. And I do that one thing to start my day, that one good decision at 4.30 to get my butt up, even when I don't feel good or my knees sore or I'm tired or fatigued, get up and to the best of my ability, crush this workout so I can get better and be the best version of myself. For me, for my family, my friend, for my HVA team, for my school, for my for my students, for my colleagues, you know, that's a decision that I wanted to make. I love to sleep, but I also want to be great and I also want to accomplish my goals. So and, and that's what everybody's got to figure out. And maybe it's going to the gym at 10 o'clock every night, you know, what whatever works for you. But I, I think it's important that, you know, that we just find that and and, and just keep ourselves, you know, physically, you know, well, you know, too. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it's uh, you know, we have many things in common like, like this. Like my my phone has an alarm that tells me when to go to sleep, right? Because I need to go to sleep because I'm going to get up and mm-hmm. the next morning and and usually you know my crew I got coming to train with me at the sanctorium and I got two guys graduated uh, guys uh, from from school that come and train with me here and you know hey I got I got to be in bed at nine because those guys are going to be at my door at six mm-hmm. ready to go. So I got to go so I can get up, get get that right amount of sleep so I can mm-hmm. recover, but not be sleeping in because you got to right. get get to work, man. Right. Is there count on you to be there? And I know you won't, and they know you won't let them down. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, for sure. That's what it's all about. Uh, so uh, anything uh, anything exciting that's uh, coming up in the in the near future? With uh, you know your expansions of Hudson Valley yeah. ambition or anything else going on in your life, either you know professional or personal stuff. Yeah, um, you know what HVA we we just launched. I uh, just I, I worked with a company you know down in Georgia. We just launched a supplement line where we have a um, a whey protein powder, a, a creatine, a fat burner, and a pre workout. Um, so I'm excited to get that off the, uh, off the ground, you know, and, and that's branded and those are all formulas. I, I worked with this company to create all, all healthy, you know, legal national ingredients that'll kind of aid, you know, somebody's, you know, fitness jersey. I, I take everything myself. So th- th- that's one thing that's exciting that I'm proud of, you know, that we, we have that line launched. Um, but also, you know, as the winter progresses here and we look to spring and the summer, my goal is to expand our um, outdoor boot camp offerings. That's why I'm hoping that, you know, whatever your thoughts are about, you know, the vaccine and the COVID, the pandemic, I hope things start to open up and we can get back to some normalcy here. But I would love to expand to towns like Saugerties and and, and those of you, uh, Michiganders. Yeah. Uh, the I Dread podcast is worldwide, uh, worldwide, Ryan. We, we, we span across seven different countries. So just tell everybody where it's at. Ireland, China, wherever you're tuning in from, East Coast, West Coast. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Beck are, 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 are just surrounding town, um, you know, in the Hudson Valley area in uh, New York state. So I'd love to expand and to grow. Um, I don't think I've announced this publicly yet, but I am, um, 
getting a van, a, a cargo van, scrapping it out, cleaning it, taking the letters off. I'm going to brand it HVA. And um, that's where I'm going to store uh, my dumbbells, kettlebells, resistance bands. And, and those vans are going to go out hopefully to different towns and just create different followings and, and, and just provide other towns in Hudson Valley you know, area just a chance to experience this. And, and I really want to make this a movement. Uh, it's great starting Kingston, but I want to help people on, on a macro level. You know, I, I want to expand and and just show people that you can accomplish your goals, your dreams, a little bit of hard work. And, you know, I just want them to just put their trust in something and nothing against a big box gym. I go to a big box gym and I love it. But for the reasons we're talking about, I give people shout outs if it's their birthday, if they got a job promotion. I know their brothers and sisters names. I, I know their husbands or wife's names. I know what they do. So it's just forming that team and that family environment. And I think that's what a lot of people crave, especially during a tough time. You know, if you get fired from a job, I got your back. The HVA family will chip in, will help, I will take care of you. If you're going through a divorce or, you know, if, if you just got married, whatever situation, we're here for you, good, bad, or indifferent. So it's more than just, you know, fitness or an exercise group. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's a team. You know, we want you to be successful in every realm of your life. And fitness naturally is a big part of that. You know, but it goes beyond that. So that's just something I'm excited to just get the ball rolling, keep the momentum going and, and, and just really help people every way we can. So. Yeah, for sure. And it's a, it's a, a thing that, it, that people need and you're offering something that some of those other places most definitely aren't going to offer because it's not about having the flashy equipment, having oh. this or that, right? Yeah. We need tools to do the job. We have tools as, as coaches and trainers. Uh, that we prefer to use uh, in our training with our people, but it is about, we would keep coming back to it, the relationships between people mm -hmm. that are the most important. And, and that's, and that's what I think is, is something that you've really captured, you know, on a moment when people need that the most, mm -hmm. because they're saying, Hey, you're going to have to stay in your house. Mm -hmm. Your job is now sitting in front of your computer to go to work and not getting and going to that place where you would interact with other people and have social interaction. You know, now they got social interaction, they're exercising, right? they're in a positive environment that encourages them to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Uh, they're in a, a, an accountable environment that isn't going to let them, you know, be detrimental to themselves, right, and mm -hmm. pull themselves away. Uh, and it, it's a great thing, and, and I'm glad that you came on, and I'm glad that you get to spread the, the word here uh, about it. And hopefully some people listen to this, and if they don't know you, and they're you know interested in what you're offering there, that they get with you and they, and they start to train. Or if they're far away, maybe they support you by, uh, by getting uh, you know, some of your, your protein or your other uh, supplements that you've worked on, because that, that's a huge thing. Like, that, that's not an easy thing to accomplish. Um, to, to bring your own line of supplements in a very competitive market mm -hmm. of those things as well. So, I mean, hey, you're, you're doing a bunch of great stuff, my friend, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, glad to have you on the show, you know, a year from now, and we'll come back and have you on again and update everybody. And there'll be three vans, not just one. And you know, I wish you, I wish you all the success in this. And, uh, you know, you're, I'm following you from out here. And, you know, as always, if I could be of any help to you in any way, shape or form, uh, you pick up the phone and, and let me know.
So, uh, Ryan, do you have anything, uh, anything else, you know, before we kind of get to how people can contact you and follow you and reach out to you? Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to add as far as, uh, you know, you, Hudson Valley Ambition, any of those things you'd like to bring out? Um, just a couple of things. I just want to say that, you know, the, the whole experience, you know, with HVA and, and just going through life during this pandemic, you know, it's humbling. You know, I'm not the best. I'm not the greatest, but I'm learning every day. And I just want to bring people together and and you know, just have a growth mindset together and, and, and just be there for somebody. You know, whether it's a you know, fitness class or just a check and hey, how are you doing? You know, I'm going to do that for you and I'm going to be the best version of myself, you know, for everybody, you know, my life. And um, secondly, um, you know, I, I just want to thank you for, for having me on your podcast, you know, and from a fellow Kingstonian to another, you know, I appreciate you and I'm proud of you and everything you're doing out of Michigan. You're making all of our uh, Tigers proud back home. But the more we can expand and help people on a larger scale and, and, and just kind of bring our, our, our mindset and our skills and our tools and, and and just help, you know, whether it's students in a school or, you know, on a podcast or an exercise routine or just talking to a colleague, you know, the more we can be here and, and have some empathy for each other and, and, and just build those relationships, as you know, we mentioned, I think it's great. So, um, you know, just thank you for bringing me on. Keep up the good work with the podcast. Uh, you know, I'll be sure to tune in and see what other uh, special guests you got on and, and just keep doing your thing, brother. So, yeah, thank you very much. So, yeah, we're, we're working on getting some more, uh, some more people on one. One guest that I'm really trying to get locked down is a man that I know you know very well, Mr. Tom Lachlan. Have you reached out to Coach yet? I've talked to him many different times. But you know him, like, like he's, you know, he's not the most public of individuals. So coming on a podcast and, and talking about himself, and that's not really his thing. But he, he is a listener. He's told me that he's listened to the show. And I'm sure when he sees your name pop up, you know, having had you know relationships with you from school and coaching and whatnot, I'm, I'm sure he'll listen to this. But I'm going to say it again, Tom Lachlan, former head football coach at Kingston High School, you you are wanted as a guest on this podcast because I think there's a lot of uh, great stuff that he could bring as well, so as well as many others. You know, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna say that other guy's name for a sixth time. No, we can't do it. We, his head, he won't be able to wear his hats anymore if we, we keep uh, putting them over like that. He who must not be named is a Harry Potter yeah. reference. Yes, he, he who must not be named, which, which is fitting for the most hated heel in all of professional wrestling, right? <laughs> so, Ryan, if, if people want to get in touch with you, um, how can they contact you? How can they follow you uh, on socials? Do you have a website? Lay it out, all the different ways that they can get in touch with you and Hudson Valley Ambition. So uh, Facebook, my name is Ryan Nacarato, N-A-C-C-A-R-A-T-O. Uh, you can go on my Facebook page. I post a lot of my HVA content on there. I also have a Facebook group, Hudson Valley Ambition. Join us, like us, follow us. Um, e um, even if it's just to check out some some healthy meals and nutrition advice, or if you want to see the all, all the good stuff we're working on and how the campers are working hard. Instagram, you know, Hudson Valley Ambition, you know, pretty pretty straight up and self-explanatory. And also ch check out our webpage, www.hudsonvalleyambition.com. You can find everything you need to know. Uh, my social media sites are on my webpage. My, my personal phone number, 
Call me. It's not a business phone. It's my personal phone. You got questions. You want some tips. You want some advice. You know, I want to, I don't want a dime from you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. I want to build relationships. If I can help you out, if I can give you some pointers, let me know. And uh, I'd be happy to, to build you up. But check us out, HudsonValleyAmbition.com. It'll tell you everything you need to know. And um, subscribe to our email. You know, follow us. I, I push out some some weekly and monthly motivation, um, some tips, some quotes, um, like I said, some healthy recipes nutrition documents, anything that I can do, you know, um, to kind of help you on your transformational journey in fitness, you know, in, in career in your life, you know, that's how you can find us. All right. So you heard the man, uh, all kinds of different things. Find him on Facebook, Ryan Nacarados, follow the Facebook group for Hudson Valley ambition, Instagram, uh, go to the website, check everything out. If you missed any of this stuff, I'll put all these things, all these different ways you can contact Ryan in the show notes. Um, you can find it there uh, Mr. Ryan Nacarado I thank you very much for being a guest on the show I wish you the best of luck and uh, we will talk again soon Chris thanks again for having me I appreciate you keep up the good work my friend yes sir thank you there you have it folks thanks again to Ryan Nacarado for stopping in and talking with us hope you enjoyed the episode follow on social media or hit him up at Uh, we're going to take a brief break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with everybody's favorite segment of the Iron Dread Podcast, and that, of course, is your Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week, presented, as always, by Crack It Up DJ Service and Line Instruction. The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it up! Put some of that party in my cup! Y'all, I'm dancing with a girl up on the flatbed. She hotter than a cherry on the Marlboro Red. Wow, we can't come, we can't get This is Chuck Hopkins, president of the Dexter Youth Football League, and you are listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Wu Tang again. Ah yes, it's time for this week's Weight Room Song of the Week, presented as always by Cranking Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. This week's Weight Room Song of the Week, chosen by our special guest, Mr. Ryan Nacarado, comes from ACDC and their hit, Thunderstruck. This is a song that, if you got a hype playlist, this song's on it. It's no better than that. Wicked guitar solo intro. ACDC just bringing it hard like they always do. Uh, a lot of ACDC getting put on the on the playlist. Remember, you can find the 
Iron Dread Waiting Room Song of the Week playlist on Spotify. Just look for it in the show notes or go on Spotify and search Iron Dread Wait Room Song of the Week and you'll find a playlist to listen to this song in its entirety and every song that's been put on the playlist. Without further ado, here it is, ACDC Thunderstruck. This week's Waitman song is Thunderstruck by ACDC. Chosen by our guest, Mr. Ryan Nakarov. Well, folks, that's all I have for you for episode 50. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Remember to give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform and keep up with us each and every week. Also, follow us on social media at IronDreadPod. You can follow yours truly at Coach underscore Whitaker at Coach underscore Whitaker 66 on Instagram Twitter. Next week, episode 51 brings the man himself. He was brought up many times in this episode, and that is nurse and emergency responder, Mr. Ben Hall. Back to the show next week. But until then, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker, signing off.